So, how are you finding your studies at BP so far, you know, post-COVID-19? Um, so, it's been difficult with um, the connection. Um, I think we experienced that earlier. Um, but sometimes you have uh, like whole hours of class time just eaten up by some technical drama and um, the problem is that a lot of the teachers aren't IT competent so they can't you know try out different things and say well I'll try a hotspot or I'll try and move somewhere in my house where the wi-fi is better or anything like that um, so every time there's a technical glitch it's just a huge drama and they you can see the teachers get very nervous I feel really sorry for them but um, nevertheless it's annoying for us because it just eats away at our class time um have you got any examples of, of that happening to you uh yeah we had um a lesson last week actually where our teacher wasn't aware that she was on camera and uh had not given any of us mic rights and so we were typing in the chat box saying hello we're we're online we're online and she was just literally staring into space for like five minutes before she realized that we were there it was quite funny actually but, <laughs> but it, it, got sorted, it got sorted out to five minutes so it's kind of yeah that was not too bad but um a lot of them are just the lesson is so glitchy that people end up just dropping out and going i'll watch the recording which is fine if there is a recording because quite often the teachers forget record and then you just kind of miss the whole lesson and again is that happened to you uh yeah that has happened to me a few times um you know luckily we we've all got really good notes the great thing about bpp is they've got um so many um hard copy materials that they send to you but it's just something about the teaching that you need you know you can you can read it enough times and it doesn't absorb properly. You know, it's, it's the, it's the teaching is a massive thing that we pay for and that we're not getting. Well, I mean, in, in these scenarios, you know, it, the, the case where there was a glitch, I mean, she did teach in the end. It was just a small, small speed bump. And then she was able to teach her class in the end. Yeah. And then in a case where it's not recording properly, presumably she did teach it. Yeah, but a lot of students couldn't um, couldn't receive the teaching because it was so glitchy and had to drop out and assume that there'd be a recording because um, BPP promised that they'd record all the classes and then there's no recording. So, um, and the problem is with these little glitches is that there's like multiple glitches per lesson. I never ever have a lesson that's not disrupted that doesn't have at least 20 to to 30 minutes of disruption just due to technology. As in 20 to 30 minutes together or just minutes added up? Yeah, just minutes added up, yeah. What, 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 are, these, what are these glitches that happen? So uh, the most common glitch is when we get put into these things called breakout rooms. On a, we're using Adobe. First of all, which we all are not fond of Adobe. We'd much rather use Teams or Zoom. Um, 
But yeah, when we get put into breakout rooms, uh, people can spontaneously get kicked out of the meeting completely. Um, and so a great deal of the breakout room times, which is when we're doing like problem solving activities, is spent saying, please let me back into the group. I've been kicked out of the group um, and that sort of thing. Um, we've had uh, problems with the uh, PowerPoint. So when the teacher does like a, a little mini lecture at the start, the PowerPoint not working, um, just like a bunch of stuff. In the case of PowerPoint, what is it that's not working about it? The slides don't change um, or um, the audio is just so massively lagged that it's just incomprehensible. Um, so yeah, it's a real, it's really frustrating when it happens every time. Okay. And what, what's the response then being among, among BPP students? Well, we, our WhatsApp group is basically just full of us whinging about glitches. Um, and like I said earlier, some students are just so frustrated that they just leave the lesson and they're just like, I'll, I'll just go and do this on my own because I can't, you know, you can't stand the, the glitches and the, you know, weird noises and stuff. But that's, that's their choice. It is their choice, but I, I think uh, comparing the lesson quality to the GDL, it's just such a massive difference. And I don't think a student should be put in the position where they, they can't even understand their lesson just because there's so many, you know, gaps or, or glitches. Um, you know, the whole point is that they're supposed to be delivering us a service, you know, with reasonable care and skill. And I don't think, um, you know, reasonable skill in this instance is being shown. Definitely not reasonable IT skills. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily the lecturer's fault. Um, but I think BPP should have, you know, given them some proper training on how to conduct lessons over Adobe um, and some, you know, IT lessons and maybe um, got them upgraded Wi-Fi or asked them to get upgraded Wi-Fi. Um, so, yeah, that's the main problem with that. Obviously, the difference between when you did the GDL and now, obviously, presumably during most of the GDL, there wasn't COVID-19, you know. Now we're in the minutes of a pandemic, which is it's thrown teachers, students, um, you know, universities into this um, unprecedented situation. Um, and even if you have certain training, some people just aren't as naturally tech savvy, um, especially among, you know, among older generations. Is it, is it in the case where it's kind of, you just have to kind of cut them a break because they are a bit older, they've, you know, they are kind of, it's tough for them to, to embrace this new technology, but they're just, they're getting there, you know, it's not, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really hard for everyone, um, especially the older generation, which do seem to be the teachers that are struggling the most, um, in my experience. Um, but the argument that we have is that we should be compensated for that lack of quality in teaching. 
Um, and, you know, the, the price for the London LPC is um, almost 17 grand and the price for everywhere else is about 12,000. Um, and so what we think is because, you know, we ordinarily we understand there's a London uplift and, you know, you have to pay for, you know, to host students in this university in the capital, everything's more expensive, but we're not in the capital, we're not being hosted in London, we're not receiving the advantages of being in London, um, and we don't cost more to host than any other student anywhere else in the country because we're all online. So what we're saying is that we should have the tuition fees brought down to the same amount as everywhere else. Um, because, yeah, obviously the, it's hard for the university to fix things like make sure all of their teachers are tech savvy. Um, that That's impossible to do, but what's not impossible is for us to be compensated for that lack of quality. We're going to touch upon the, about your your um, argument for reducing tuition fees in just a moment, but I just want to, so is it just these technical glitches that you're asking to be comp compensated for, or are there other issues which you've found during the global pandemic um, with BP? Um, there are other issues. So, um, I mean, I can't tell if it's just these particular teachers um, and their teaching style, because I haven't experienced their teaching style um, in person, but a lot of them don't seem to have lesson plans or know, you know, which direction the lesson is going. They have uh, the activity that we're supposed to do. They just put us in breakout rooms and they just leave us to our own devices, which is not real teaching in my opinion. Okay, so give me an example of, of your this in practice um well that that is literally it just like they but have um, you been in a, in a class where that's happened yeah yeah um and they they just read us the activity or get us to download the activity and say we'll put you in breakout rooms give us an amount of time to solve the problem um, and uh, those of us who have the ability to communicate or microphones talk, and those of us who don't type, the typing people often get ignored um, because people just aren't reading the chat box. Um, and then you come back and you go through the problem, but there isn't really a sense of... Um, of, of really critiquing the answer properly um or you know telling information around the subject that you'd normally get in face-to-face -face conversation it's more or less just the teacher saying yeah that's right or that's wrong but how do you know that's that would be different if it was in person well the only way that i think it would be different is because that's what the teaching was like for the gdl at bpp and i i can't imagine there's that much of a massive difference between um, the the teaching of the GDL and the LPC. Um, some of the teachers teach both. These these are two two separate teachers you get for the GDL and the LPC. So it could just be their teaching style. It could be their teaching style, yeah. But the point is that um, these kind of sentiments uh, are you know being felt across the board. Um, different 
uh, different people in different classes. So it's not just, you know, those teachers and their teaching style. I think just overall, the teachers are very uncomfortable with the setup and it affects their teaching style. So if, if this is an in-person teaching where you were, you feel like the teacher wasn't pushing you enough or wasn't giving the, the kind of teaching that you want, wouldn't you just say to them, you know, this is what I want from you, or could you do this instead? And give them that feedback. Have you done that? Yes, we have. Um, so how you complain to BBB is you complain to your personal tutor um, and um, they then report it to BPP and it's taken us two months to get any sort of reply about the teaching. Um, so progress has been pretty slow in trying to tackle it. We understand that it's an unprecedented scenario and you know there's so many hurdles to get over um, to you know have a form of teaching that even partly works um, but the point is that we shouldn't be paying um, the same price uh, as what we would for you know the amazing quality teaching that BPP has no sort of second rate glitchy thing I mean, okay, so we've got the glitches, we've got the, perhaps the old teacher who, who's not as comfortable with tech and therefore giving the same standard of teaching that you'd expect in perhaps a face-to-face -face scenario. Is there anything else that you'd say that has impacted your experience? Um, I mean, nothing that I think BPP can avoid. You know, there's obviously all of the... Um, stuff like missing the social things and not feeling part of a community and things like that but you know that's not anything BPP can help with um, whereas the lowering of the tuition fees to sort of match the lower quality of teaching that we've been receiving is something that they can do. You did you did the LPC from September and beforehand you're doing the GDL so part of the GDL uh, would have been impacted by COVID-19. Yeah, part of the GDL was. Um, thankfully, uh, we only missed a week of teaching from the GDL because we went on study leave um, just as we went into lockdown. So um, the exams were impacted for sure, um, but I think BPP have been pretty good with um, adapting the exams to the best of their ability. Um, and the GDL exams aren't uh, regulated by the solicitor's regulation authority like the LPC exams are so they have a little bit more freedom with what they can and can't do um, and how they assess people um, we got given extra time um, to do our GDL exams um, and things like that um, so yeah I the impact was mostly on the exams and not really on the teaching all of the teaching was before lockdown so then when did you start noticing that difference then? If, if the GDL during COVID-19 was fine, the LPC isn't fine, when did you notice that difference? Um, pretty much in the first few weeks, um, that's when we first launched our complaint. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, we, we understand that everyone's trying their best, um, but to, 
to still be, you know, charged the maximum amount for what is essentially like the minimum amount of teaching is, I don't think, acceptable. Leaching have previously reported about VP um, students not being very happy with um, their learning experience, um, pointing towards, for example, um, class size, IT problems, lack of hard copying materials. Um, is this something which you've been Im impacted by? Um, I personally haven't. Um, I got my hard copy materials quite soon because I had registered for the course really early since I did the GDL with them. Um, but some people in my class didn't have hard copy materials for, you know, over two months. Um, some of them still haven't got all of their materials. And, um, you know, it's very frustrating to not have that. You, you have to have the hard copies in the exam because um, the software that you use for the exam, you're not allowed to go into you know, any other browsers or anything or you know, open any other windows. Um, so yeah, to not have the thing that you need to practice for the exams is just incredibly frustrating for some people. Um, as I said, I, I'm lucky that I did get mine on time, but some of my classmates haven't. Did you find that there were some people, though, that were fine with this, with this paperless approach? I haven't heard of anyone that's not whinging about it, for sure. Some people are, are more okay with it than others, but nobody is okay with it. Have you raised these issues with BPP, and what's their response been? Um, so, their response has been an email. Um, we, let's just get this up. Um, would you like me to read the email response? So just give me a bit, bit of background about this email. So when did you get this email and who's it from? Um, so the email was last week um, and it was um, passed on via our tutor. Um, so she was sort of our liaison for the complaint. This tutor, is she, is she a lecturer? She's, for me, she's also my property law teacher, but I don't know if that's everyone. Um, but yeah, she does lecture. Um, and yeah, essentially the response was, we're really sorry, it's an unprecedented time, there's nothing we can do about it. But in our view, we think that there is something they can do about it. We think they can provide a financial remedy. I mean, so let, let's talk about the, your, your, your calling for the reduction of BP's tuition fees. Um, so how much exactly would you want off of your, of your course? Um, we want it to be the same price as outside of London. So the, the Manchester LPC is £12,290. The London LPC is £16,690 and we would basically like it to be the same uh, as if we weren't in the city because we're being charged this premium for no reason, we're not in the city. The BPP, the course cost changes depending on the city you're in. What, why Manchester? What, why that cost? Manchester was the, the cheapest one out of them. Um, obviously we're looking for the the most money off, aren't we? Um, that's just a normal, a normal thing to want. Um, we're, you know, I don't think we'll necessarily get it to the extent of Manchester, but 
um, the other uh, schools are only a thousand pounds short of that. So we're we're looking to get a reduction of you know four thousand to three thousand pounds, which for some people who are self-funding is a lot of money. Hmm. And, and where did the idea come from? You know, whose idea was it in the, in, the, in the first place to reduce the fees? Um, well, we just sort of brainstormed as a class of of what solutions we could come up with because you know a lot of these problems they can't actually be solved literally um and so we just discussed you know what would we what sort of remedy would we be happy with um and you know this it's basically um in our view a breach of the consumer rights act and so we think by that logic um what would essentially be damages um is an appropriate remedy tell me tell me a bit more about your argument that it it breaches a consumer rights act so um we think that it mostly breaches um section 49 and section 51 which is um the reasonable care and skill uh section and uh that the consumer must pay a reasonable price and no more um the standard of skill expected is the same as any reasonable competent person in that profession and you know having experience with reasonable competent lecturers at bpp the standard has not been the same um and the it skills of the teachers um i don't think are on the whole competent enough to to execute the class properly um so that's the main argument for section 49 um section 51 you know a reasonable charge is a question of fact well the fact is that the london uplift is due to us being in london and since we're not in london we shouldn't have an uplift just now you mentioned that you think these problems there is no solution to them except perhaps reducing the fees but but early on then you mentioned that perhaps the teachers could go on courses they could get training so surely over time you know they'll the teachers that perhaps are a little bit struggling with these tech issues um they'll get better they'll they won't be a problem anymore. well i think it's a little late for that now um i mean we've already had almost you know three months of this not so good teaching um and if fingers crossed you know the vaccines uh come out we should be you know back to normal fairly soon i think it's it's a bit late to expect any sort of training to have an impact um and to salvage what's already been lost so the the call for reduction of fees is that for the entire year or is that just for this semester um it's for the entire year yeah but it's say the vaccine is applied nationally and it goes back to normal or some kind of former new normal surely there won't be a problem anymore well the the amount of money that we're asking for reduction in is quite reflective of the portion of the year that will have been affected um if the vaccine works and everyone goes back to normal so yeah i i think it's it's um an appropriate ask and this um this kind of legal argument that you've you've put together um based on the consumer rights act 
is this um, something which you, you personally made? Is it your friends? Is, is it a, a group together? Um, it's my class um, have been, you know, brainstorming, um, you know, reasons why we think legally we should be reimbursed. You know, we don't want to just be a bunch of students that are stamping our feet and saying, it's not fair, we didn't get what we wanted. You know, we we want to have a legitimate legal argument behind us. So, And have you had any you know, lawyer or anybody that kind of looks at the argument and said, you know, you've got a strong case here? We haven't yet. Um, so the reason why I reached out to Legal Cheek is to just get some publicity and, um, you know, to get students aware of what's happening, maybe encourage them at their own schools to um, try and, you know, campaign for some sort of refund. Um, and then, yeah, the next step would be to, you know, get in touch with uh, some lawyers um, and failing that, maybe some people in the government um, and, you know, take take the issue outside of just VPP and uh, to other universities uh, who, you know, have had the same problem. We're getting outside legal advice that might cost money. Is that something you'd be prepared to front to, to pay up? Yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it would. I mean, this is bigger than just me trying to get a few grand back. You know, it's, you know, it, within BPP, it's hundreds of students. Within the country, it's thousands of students. And if we can try and set some sort of precedent to get them some money back, that would be, you know, really nice. Um, a lot of them have also uh sat through you know the strikes and missed loads of teaching for that and not been reimbursed um and i think you know a lot of students are just feeling really downtrodden and and uh not you know be, being overlooked by the government for sure if you did do that you know like almost like a, a giant class action with the bp students that are unhappy could turn into like you know hypothetically it could turn into some very you know expensive piece of litigation i mean is it is it worth it you know is it is it a matter of just saying you know you see you see the issues that are going on in bp and you're thinking some people are tech savvy sometimes it's, these tech issues are impacting our learning but you know we'll, we'll just we'll just give them some leeway essentially give them give them let them mm. offer it um or, or i mean do you think it's worth going through that or potentially a very expensive piece of litigation I think it is um, because it's it's so much bigger than just you know wanting some money back because some teaching is bad. It's it's also about you know uh, us as students, you know, being the the last on the list to to being helped by the government. You know, they they don't care about trying to get us our money back. Um, they've done you know everything to help people who've you know lost their jobs or help people not to lose their jobs um and you know they've, they've been great with all that but students really every time there's a crisis <coughs> are the last people to be helped out but in terms of the, the bigger perspective you know yes students may get the kind of brunt of it um in times but 
you know, comparing people losing their jobs and being really impacted by an economic downturn to then perhaps the old tech issue. I'm not comparing those, but for instance, you know, people who might, um, because of the quality of teaching, lose out on their degree. Sorry, my dog's barking. Can you hear that? Um, yeah, people who, who might be suffering from the quality of teaching um, might lose out on their degree or, or lose out on um, a result that their employer wanted them to track. Um, it, it can have the same result as someone losing their job. But yeah, for sure, I'd, I'd never compare, you know, um, some a bit of bad teaching to losing a job. I mean, I guess I guess the obvious response to to your to your argument is BP, uh, even though they're teaching remotely, they still have their overhead costs, you know, the cost of renting or or their commercial real estate, um, the, the cost of paying their staff. Um, especially the ones that live in London, so they have a London wage. Um, so they do have overheads which they need to cover. So do you recognise that? I do recognise that, but then they should be supplying um, an adequate service to us and, and delivering the teaching um, in you know a better way. The BP students that are on campuses outside of London, do you think they're experiencing similar problems it problems yeah they probably are and um i would encourage them to uh launch their own complaints and try and get their own fee reduction um obviously they don't have the reason like we do of of having the markdown um because of the london uplift um but certainly um they should you know uh, draft some sort of request to reduce the fees absolutely i'd encourage that do you see? Do you kind of foresee a scenario where, um, you know, you've got all students across the country asking for reduced fees, and that puts BP in a, in a pretty hard position? Um, BP is in a hard position. We're all in a hard position, um, but the point is that they should be charging us appropriately for the quality of service that they're providing, and they're not. So as far as we're concerned they're the ones who are in breach of contract and that's not really our problem what about what about students across the country not just the bp in universities that are you know doing the undergrad and doing the postgrad um that don't have the same access to resources that students from previous years had should they also be asking for reduced fees yeah i think they should yeah definitely you finding that students outside of London in universities that aren't a BP, have you heard of any that are calling for fees reduced? Yeah, there's like tons of petitions out there. It's just that they're not um, they're not campaigning specifically on you know the London markdown thing that we're campaigning on. Um, obviously, only uh, universities in London have that. Um, but yeah, there, there's been um, tons of uh, petitions for tuition fee markdowns um, this year because of COVID-19, last year because of COVID-19 and a couple of years ago because of the university strikes as well. Um, now all of them so far have been unsuccessful 
um, which is why um, we're considering, you know, going down the route of getting proper legal advice and getting in touch with the government. And have you heard anything back from the government? Not yet. We we haven't um, contacted them yet. We're going to um, uh, get in touch with uh, some lawyers first before we we go to the big man. <laughs> but the universities outside of London and the RBP, they've they've been rejecting calls to to uh, lower tuition fees from students. So, what do you think makes BP any different? Why are they going to listen to your claims? Well, hopefully, um, if we can um, put together a good enough legal argument, um, we can take it to court and then it, it won't matter if, you know, they're not listening to our complaints or not. It will it will be the courts that will decide. So looking back at the year so far, um, you know, as I mentioned, COVID-19 has put BP in a pretty difficult position, as it has done for all businesses across the world. It's a difficult position. It's an unprecedented position. Um, you know, looking back with hindsight, what do you think BP could have done from the get-go? Um, from the get-go, I think they should have uh, trained their teachers much earlier. Um, you know, there was a there was a big stretch of time in summer where no one was receiving teaching, um, and that that could have been used to train the teachers up. Uh, before they even started um, in September. Um, I think that BPP could have encouraged a lot of the lecturers to get fibrotic connections. It's always possible. No, it's not always possible. Like, for instance, I live in the woods, so my Wi-Fi is a bit sketchy, but... Um, I mean, all of the teachers that I've had have lived in the city um, and they just have, their, their Wi-Fi is just not capable of hosting the classes. Um, so I certainly would have done that. And and I would have just reduced the fees from the get-go to, you know, compensate for the difficulty of of the course. Do you think these are teething issues which are going to get fixed? Like, we, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, even though... You know, COVID, the outbreak of COVID-19 was, was in March, which is it's quite a long time ago, but was, was, the world is still kind of finding its feet. Don't you think these are teething issues which are going to get fixed? Well, I hope they are teething issues that are going to get fixed, uh, but that, you know, that doesn't account for the time and the teaching that we've already lost. We're never going to get that back. So I think the only reasonable remedy is compensation. And so what happens if it doesn't succeed? Your, you know, what's, what's your backup plan? Um, well, the main backup plan is um, the, to get in touch with the government um, and just do things like uh, interviews like this and try and raise awareness and try and get the public behind us. Hopefully it won't fail. And do, do, you, do you know any students that, you know, your classmates who, you know, they hear, hear about your calls about reducing tuition fees and they just, they don't agree with it? Uh, I no, I haven't had anyone say let's not try to get a reduction in tuition fees. I think that some of my uh, friends uh, who are not self-funded and are being paid for by the firm that they have their um, trading contract with, 
Um, you know, they care about it a little bit less because it's not their money that they're trying to get back. It will be the firms that they work for. Um, but um, they they still recognise our argument and are very supportive of it. Um, this is mostly a problem for self-funded students, for sure. Um, yeah, but the, we're, you know, all the students are feeling like that's the way we should go. So if you had a training contract lined up, do you think your response would be different, personally? Um, personally, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I don't think my response would be different um, because I, I, I feel the, the unfairness of, of um, being charged so much and, you know, I care about my fellow students and, you know, a lot of them are self-funded and I, I would want to support them for sure. And so, so, so what's the next steps to you then? So tomorrow morning when you wake up, what's the next steps in, in terms of getting, getting this going? Um, probably get in touch with um, some more uh, journalists uh, and, you know, try and get a bit more uh, support behind us uh, before we start doing things like, I mean, the, you know, launching the uh, lawsuit or going to the government is like, that's like way, way in the future. You know, we have so many internal steps with BPP um, to do. Um, so the next step will will just be just get back in, in communication with them um, and, and try and sort this out internally. Well, it was great to speak to you and um, I wish you all the best as the LPC continues and all the best in your legal career going forward. Thank you very much.